This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Let's take this outside with Marianne Iveson, the podcast where she speaks to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about why they connect with nature. Sue Stanfield is a serial entrepreneur and founder of Take It Outside, an elevated lifestyle apparel company in 2012 we were meant to talk. Sue is passionate about adventure, nature, and growth and believes that getting outside is a gift to the mind, body, and soul. She currently lives in Nova Scotia with her husband, two kids, and two puppies. When she's not elevating life's adventures through authentic experiences or helping customers find items they love, she enjoys hiking, kayaking, and travel. Please welcome Sue Stanfield. Sue Stanfield, welcome to Let's Take This Outside. Thank you. Excited to be here. Is this weird for you? Because your business is like so close to my podcast name. (laughs) They're so similar. We have one word different in our names. It's so funny. We were meant to speak. I felt like that was my opening question was I feel like us chatting is meant to be. So your company is called Take It Outside. And it's not a podcast. It is an apparel company in Halifax. But where did you come up with a name? It's less threatening than let's take this outside. Like yours is more like welcoming. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yours could be a little aggressive depending on the situation. But I love it just the same. (laughs) The name came from, you know, the basic core values of the business when we first started in 2010. And we I say we, my husband is involved um, all kind of on the sidelines and he was involved during the naming of the business. So that's why I'm saying we right now. We were traveling a lot. We were on the road. We were going to a bunch of really cool places and I could not find locally what I wanted to wear. I wanted to be stylish, but also functional. And I needed apparel and footwear that could travel well. And I just wasn't finding it. So Uh, I had always planned on having my own business. When a store in our small town closed, it was a good opportunity for me to look around and see what I could bring to to the town. And Take It Outside is really my passion. It's ingrained in my, my being as a person. And having the opportunity to help other people get suited up for whatever adventure they're going on just was such a great opportunity and continues to be every day. I want to talk more about apparel and layering properly and all those things. But where did your love of nature begin? Because you clearly like to explore and travel and do all the outdoorsy things. Absolutely. I think it stems from, well, I could say childhood. I always spend a lot of time outside, like a lot of kids in the 80s. But also my relationship with nature has changed dramatically over the years. So from going outside as a kid to play in the snow or ride my bike, and then in my 20s, really explore nature. I lived in Australia, New Zealand for a while, which is so outdoorsy. Can I stop you there for a second? Okay. Why did you live there? I graduated university with a rec degree. It was a business and a management and a recreation degree, all kind of mixed into one. And I didn't know what I was going to do with that. So I thought, well, why not travel for a bit? So I went down to New Zealand for for the first leg of it and just fell in love with the country. It is 
amazing. I don't know if you've been there, but it's every part of it is completely different. So you go from a, a tropical atmosphere to beaches to mountains. There are fjords down in the bottom, uh, snow, glaciers. It's an incredible country and the original bungee jump and skydiving, all kinds of cool things. Have you seen Lord of the Rings? I have. Yes. I like I kind of want to live out my Lord of the Rings fantasy. <laughs> yeah, me too. Did you do any of that nerdy stuff when you were there? Did you go to any of the like, this is where Frodo like threw the ring into the lava? Like, did you do any of that stuff? No, <laughs> this was like pre Lord of the Rings. No, no. But if I go back, I definitely will. The kids love it as well. So they definitely want to check out those areas. So that was in your 20s. You know, you're exploring. You you did it when you were supposed to. But so what happens in your 30s? In my 30s, I got married. I started having babies. Going outside was more of a challenge because of all the things you need to take, all the gear, wrapping people up, you know, keeping them warm. But we would always go. The kids started snowshoeing at a young age, skating at a young age. We spend our Sundays, what we call our church time in nature, because that's how we reset as a family. So on Sunday mornings, if there aren't any sports, we go into nature and go for a walk, take the dogs and just the kids still climb trees and climb rocks and, and all of that still at this age. How old are your kids now? 11 and 13. I'm putting it in air quotes. Is church time in nature, is it like a device-free kind of situation or do you have any kind of like ground rules for it? Or is it like, we're just going to go explore and enjoy? It's absolutely digitally free other than mom taking your camera. So I still like to take pictures of the kids, you know, jumping in the water or just even this Sunday, we were just in our local park and they climbed down a hill or ravine and walked along the water because the tide was out all over the rocks and almost fell in, which was hilarious because that's part of being a kid and being in nature. So they always take a different route than I do with the dogs. Actually, the dogs are always in the woods too. So I don't. I walk along the trails and they make their own path through the woods. I love that they're getting exposed to that. Like I don't have children on my own, but I always love hearing that people are bringing their kids outside and making sure that it is a, an absolute priority. I think it's important because I strongly believe in being in nature for mental health and resetting, refreshing, energizing, whatever you need, you can really find in nature. And it's such a good way for the kids to learn to let things out. They're busy. They have athletics. You know, there has to be a time where they can just play and be in, in nature and fresh air, sea breeze, all those things are so important. Don't you find even as an adult, all of those things also still count? Like if I haven't gone outside for a day or a couple of days, I'm like an anxious, I'm just like an anxious mess. I'm like, why do I feel terrible? Why am I so reactive? Same. I totally agree. And, you know, I think the love of nature, as we were talking about earlier, has evolved and changed over the years, but it hasn't decreased in importance. So even when I was younger and I was a more of a thrill seeker and now I'm working all day as you are and just trying to fit it in so I can feel mentally healthy and be ready for the next thing that comes up. It's just so important as a reset. And as you said, like to not feel anxious, it's just such a release. A common theme in this podcast, it almost comes up every time, is how we don't realize how important nature is until we're not in it. And then, so whether that's like a, an athlete or a scientist or a business owner, like the common theme in this podcast is, I don't really know how important it is to me until, you know, my training isn't happening or the weather's been really bad or life got really busy, right? 
Absolutely. And it's easy to put aside because that's what we do. We take care of other things before we take care of ourselves. You know, I have to add into my calendar sometimes or force everybody to come with me and take the dogs for a long walk or the dogs help too. You know, if you have little animals that need to be outside, they kind of push their leashes at you and say, let's go. So you have a lifelong love of nature. It's changed and your relationship with nature has changed. But how did you turn your love of the outdoors into a successful business? I think by finding products that help people also love and enjoy the outdoors. I think in a store name like Ticket Outside, you attract people that are being outside no matter what they're doing. It might be just walking the dog. It might be hiking Kilimanjaro. It might be traveling. It might be going around the block in the rain for a little bit of a reset. But you know, the more comfortable you are and the better gear you have and you know, if you look good and feel good while you're doing it, you're more apt to continue to do it. Well, we're in an era too where, you know, like I have to create content. We we both have to create content for our businesses too, right? And for, for the podcast. So you also want to feel confident and like, I, I hate saying this out loud, but I always look kind of like a trash bag when, you know, when I'm sweating all day. But like, you also want to feel good and be comfortable in whatever you're wearing in nature too. Absolutely. And I think when we first started in 2012, it was a bit of uh, an abstract thought at the time, this outdoor lifestyle. There were people that were extremely outdoorsy or people that you know walked the dog, but there wasn't really the lifestyle then. This is before athleisure started as well. Um, it started just a couple of years later and really changed the way that we're living every day. So you, know, you can wear your leggings, underneath a blouse and go to work with a big pair of boots and you can then just change your top when you get home and go for a run. It's really versatile now, especially since the pandemic as well, where people don't want to be in stuffy clothes anymore. You know, casual is different than it used to be. Why is it so important to be properly kind of answer already, but like why is it so important to be properly outfitted for outdoor adventures? I think finding the right gear for your body will elevate your experience. So for example, when you're a kid and you jump in puddles, you don't care if you get soaked. But as you get older, you don't care if you get soaked, but then you know having to continue your adventure being soaked is not nearly as comfortable. So instead of thinking like, oh, I can't wait for this to be over, you want to be like, I can still jump in the puddles and continue my adventure and not be wet. <laughs> so finding the right gear and the right footwear and the right products, depending on what kind of adventure you're doing, just makes life better. Do you have a sign up in your store that says there's no such thing as bad weather, just bad layering? Please tell me you know that, that phrase. Do you know that phrase? <laughs> yes, we have had that. We've used that. Yes. We've used that many times. Okay. And in fact, my husband's business is base layer and underwear. So we represent that well in our house as well. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Okay. Now I have to ask, what do you mean his his business is base layer and underwear? What? He owns Stanfield's underwear and also uh, Hot Chili's in the U.S. and Canada. Oh, cool. Okay, so now I kind of want to know more. Might as well plug it. (laughs) Tell me more about it. So Stanfield's is a manufacturing company. They make underwear and have since 1856, um, including like the original Red Calm from the gold miner era back in the day. And have been producing that SKU ever since. They also own Hot Chilies, which is a big ski base layer company and socks and stuff. So so we we have lots of that in our house and we believe in, um, you know, layering is the best way to 
you know, change what you need and still continue your adventure. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let's take this outside. Now has a newsletter. Keep up to date with outdoor news, events, and great discount codes and deals from our partners. Sign up today at letstakethisoutside.ca. What are some of your favorite brands at different price points? Because I also want to make sure that the outdoors is accessible for everyone as well. And I know that, you know, if you buy a really, you know, an Arcteryx jacket for $500, that is, that's a huge expense for people. But uh, like, people keep their Arcteryx jacket for 800 years. So, absolutely. We at the Ticket Outside, and I also own a company called The Trail Shop, which is one of the oldest outdoor stores in Canada. I'm the fourth owner of that business. It's really a good, better, best story. So, if you're interested in getting started, we'll recommend entry level product. And the more that you do it, the more you want to upgrade your product. So, when you're ready to climb Mount Kilimanjaro, you will probably want to go for the Arcteryx Cortex product. And I believe in sustainability as well. We try to buy brands that have eco stories. It's important that products not only last you for a long time, but also back them up like with the warranties and having to use them over and over again without getting worn out is so important because in this day and age of using things quickly and disposable products, I think as part of the outdoor world, it's it's in our DNA and it's important that we say, no, 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 wait, don't buy the stuff at the extreme value version. I'm not going to say any names either. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, there are products out there that make, you know, low quality versions of, of products and sell a lot of them. And I think that's okay if like you have a child or you're just getting into something. But I think as you use things, you should really invest in products that are good for the environment and good, better for your adventures as well. If you can name one outdoor piece that everyone should have, what would it be? Boots and socks. Can I say two? Sure. sure. Yeah, absolutely. Boots are really important to fit your feet because your feet are always what are used the most. So if you have uncomfortable footwear, you're going to stop. If you're blistering, you're going to stop. If you can find something that you know fits you really well, and that could be different brands for different people depending on the width of your foot or what kind of adventure you're doing, and then supplement that with a good sock. So something like an icebreaker or a smart wall or something that's made for adventuring is really going to help your feet stay healthy. I've hiked Kilimanjaro, so I know. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I know how important those things are or that boots that fit properly or the proper jacket or I have a rab that I, you know, that I really like. I've had feel right. Like, I think I've been through, I, I don't know if I've, if I've ever owned Arcteryx before, <laughs> but, you know, there is a lot of companies, I think, also doing it right. Like, I, I do want to talk about Patagonia a little bit because they have an incredible policy around making sure that their products are taken care of or do you know more specifically about Patagonia doing that? Or is there any other companies? I know Fjallraven's good for it too. I think most of them are now. I think Patagonia definitely started the trend and they were definitely the ones who told the best stories about what they were doing. But I think a lot of the companies have a good eco story to tell along with their products. A lot of them are reducing you know, plastics and the fibers that are not healthy for the environment and making it so that their fabrics can break down over time or contributing back to the environment in various different ways. You know, I think that there's so much information out there and even on our website and the brand's websites about how to pick the product that's best for you. That's that's really important as well because different people relate to different brand stories. And I think if you're you're feeling good about what you're purchasing, it makes you love it even more and want to wear it even more. What's in your closet? <laughs> Everything. You're like, what's not in my closet? Okay, new question. What do you? What's in your closet that you always reach for? I always reach for base layers, warm socks, so smart wool socks, uh, Stanfield's Hot Chilies base layer or smart wool base layer. Uh, for mid layers, I like to wear colors, so you know, a Cotopaxi or a Patagonia piece. And then for a jacket, I usually do wear Arcteryx because I've also had the same jackets for a very long time and I keep buying blue. <laughs> I need to buy a different color for my wardrobe because switch it up a little bit. There's this trend specifically in like female outdoor gear and I think they're breaking it a bit. You mentioned Cotopaxi, they're very like colorful. I know Patagonia does the same thing too. But there's this trend of like women's outdoor gear being like purple. It's like this very specific purple or like teal. Right. There's like a, I, and I don't understand. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, I know what you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. Like, what yeah. is up with that? <laughs> and secondly, do you think they're like, it is changing? <laughs> I think it's changing. I think women in nature have their own movement going. I think people that, you know, pre COVID may not have found uh, solitude or the ability to reset in nature are now exploring and recognizing how important it is and, you know, kind of adding that into their health routine or their wellness routine, whatever that might look like. And I think now that women are saying, okay, we're out there, we want to look good. We don't want to be in browns and greens all the time. Let's take our fashion ability to the mountain and, you know, really be ourselves while we're hiking. And I think that's really cool because you know, the more people are out and able to be themselves and wearing whatever colors they want while they're exploring or going to yoga or going to just sitting in their backyard and having a, a bit of fresh air, I think is is really going to add a healthy mindset to our communities. There's this one trend that I'm not sure if you've seen on social media, but it's called gore core. Have you seen this? <laughs> I haven't seen so before, no. it's so to like explain it a little bit more. So they're they're saying like Gore-Tex and hardcore and like match. So it's Gore-Core. So people wearing Gore-Tex but fashionably. Or I saw like one celebrity wearing like Solomon trail running 
running shoes, but like just walking around like New York City. Yes. And it's funny because like my friends and I, we just joke from like, that's how we dress like all the time in real life. Like we're cool now. You are. We're cool now that, that, that we do this. You right? probably set the trend. <laughs> yeah, that's that's where Gorgor came from. Uh, so what do you enjoy outdoors? A, with your family and B, by yourself and see if you had to take a trip with your best friends, what would that look like? With my family, I we do a lot of hiking. We like to find waterfalls in Nova Scotia. We have a ton of waterfalls. So we like to do that. Skiing as a family is a nice activity. Anything where they can be on the move and I don't have to drag them along. We used to have a joke that if I wanted the kids to go hiking, I would pack a little small bag of M&Ms and throw them at them every once in a while to keep them moving. <laughs> it was, okay, after another half a kilometer, you'll get another one. And it worked. But you know, and then they made it to the peak or they made it to the waterfall and they were extremely proud of themselves. But it took a long time uh, to train them to get there as they grew up. Can you use that on me if we were going <laughs> some, some, some Oreos? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yes. Yep. No problem. I gotcha. <laughs> okay. Actually, one more thing with your, with your partner, with your husband. With my husband? You know, it's funny because we travel completely differently. We like to vacation differently. He's a sit on the beach kind of guy. And I need to do something at least every second day. Otherwise, I just go crazy. I can only read a book in the beach chair for, for so long. And I love looking at the ocean. I find that exhilarating as well. But I need to, to do other things. So we try to go to places where it's either beach for a couple of days or beach a day and then, you know, catamaran or hike or explore um, in between. And so I, I do really like that with him. We went to Fogo Island in Newfoundland a couple of years ago, and we had a good time biking and hiking around the island and just being at the edge of Canada for a weekend. It was amazing. And most of our adventures are, and our trips together do involve some hiking or some, some, different, some different thing that we haven't done before. Good. By yourself. I like to travel by myself. I like to go to yoga meditation retreats by myself, you know, anything where I can kind of fill myself up really quickly. So anything that combines nature with relaxation. Also, just during a busy day, if um, I don't take lunch breaks during work, but if I disappear for a while, I'm always in the woods somewhere trying to clear my brain. And it's actually where I come up with the best creative solutions for the business as well. So whether it's dealing with something that I've never dealt with before or managing a tough situation or navigating staff changes, which, you know, are all positive things, but you have to get your head in the right place to move forward with them. So nature always helps me make the best decisions for my life. And if you could go on like a girl's trip, where are you going? I haven't done Arizona yet. So I'd love to explore that part of the world. I usually am attracted to trees and water, but I would love to see the desert and the sand and the canyon and all those rocky places as well. I think they, it would just be a really nice change of pace. It's on my list too. Yeah. Sue Stanfield from Take It Outside. It's not the podcast. It's a different thing. It's a store that we just talked about. I'm going to put all your links up on the show notes, but you can say it out loud to make sure people can find you because you ship all over the place too, right? Absolutely. Takeitoutside.ca. So easy. Thanks, Sue. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. For more Let's Take This Outside, go to letstakethisoutside.ca. Do, 
did, Will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network. Produced and distributed by the Sound Off Media Company.